0: It's our first unpacking since the holidays, people. Welcome to the new year. 2023,
1: baby. Welcome to the new year. I guess technically this will be the second episode for them of the new year. Oh, yeah, that's but true. for us, we haven't recorded since before Christmas. My coffee's already lukewarm. Mm, I have my tea. I'm drinking a ginger tea because I have a headache. Yeah, smart. Oh, I love that mug. Grab your tea if you're listening. Or your coffee. Grab your coffee. Grab your water. Whatever you need. We love liquids here.
0: <laughs> we do. I I already have at least two drinks. We
1: usually have no, same. Like four drinks in front of us. Yeah. No, literally. The other day, I decided I wanted to start drinking fresh squeezed orange juice again because it used to like oh, really yeah. make me happy as a child. Totally. And I hadn't had it in so long, so I got some fresh squeezed orange juice. And then I was like, but I have to have coffee and I have to have water with my breakfast. So now I like if not maybe end with the tea. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is stupid. Like the array of shit that's in front uh, of me right now. But were you at our diner? No, I was at my house. Oh, because I, uh, I was going to say, they do have good orange juice there. They do have good orange juice there, mm-hmm. but no. Oranges
0: are such a childhood motif for us. I can't wait till we do something with them. I know we've said that before, but.
1: I know. Well, grew up on an orange grove if you're new here. And Gabby <laughs> grew up in Florida if you're new here. <laughs> <laughs> and my lamp is orange. Oh, it all adds up, baby. It all adds up. I can't wait for the art to come. Oh, I, it's ordered. So excited. I had, we went back and forth with a lot of different things, and I am mm-hmm. you know my art hoe bitch is so pleased where we landed. I know i saw I saw these prints on Etsy, and mm-hmm. I sent them to Meadow, and I was like, "I think these are it. Do you agree?" And she yes. was like, "Yes, obviously. And you guys will understand when you see them. Did you watch Why? the corresponding documentary series yet? No,
0: it is your homework. Okay, from me.
1: <laughs> you know what I watched last night? I what? fell asleep halfway through, to be honest, because we started it kind of late, but I started the Bernie Madoff docuseries. Oh, how is it? I mean, just fucking crazy. Like the guy's yeah. out of his goddamn mind, but just really sad. It's really heartbreaking yeah. when people put their trust and money and savings and homes into someone's hands and they just know what they're doing and they take, take all of it. it. Yep. Yeah. Was it a well done documentary, do you think? Or mm-hmm. no, because you yeah. fell asleep? Oh, okay. No, no, no. It was well. Done. It was just late. Yeah. But. There was a guy, side note, this has nothing to do with, I mean, it has to do with this, but nothing to do with the pod. I remembered when Zoe came to Miami for Thanksgiving, I like drove him around where I grew up. Childhood and, tour? And, huh? Childhood tour? Like oh, you yes. Us. I thought yeah, you yeah, just yeah. said the name of the park that was by my mom's house. And I was like, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. Childhood tour. And there was a house at like the, there was this little like, um, cul-de-sac? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There was this little cul de sac and there was a guy that lived in this like wild house. It was so ugly and tacky, but I would always like drive by it because I had a lot of friends that lived on that street. I remember mm. he went to jail or went to prison and I had totally forgotten about this guy. And when I drove by it, I was like, oh my God. And I remembered that this motherfucker had gone to prison because listen how fucking awful this is. He was oh, no. stealing, he was like embezzling money from cancer patients. Oh Jesus. No, like he's gonna he's gonna die in a prison. This guy's yeah, yeah, going to die yeah. in prison if he hasn't yeah. already. But like, yeah. how horrible of a human being could you be? I'm pretty sure. And like, if the science yeah. is not sciencing on this, someone, <laughs> I mean, honestly, d- whatever, don't crack me. It's fine. I'm pretty sure that it was like asbestos cases that had like turned into cancer. Oh, and so like that's why he was like dealing with them and like okay, whatever, because of they were like I guess like lawsuits. I don't. Sure, sure 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 unclear i was really young when it happened but I'm, i faintly remember the asbestos situation being a part of it god so damn. fucked up huh damn it's just really sad that people prey on people that don't deserve it yeah you know it's just greed it all comes yeah. back to fucking greed anyway really, what a positive yeah. way to start today's episode <laughs> <laughs> can you tell it's the new moon
0: and emotions are running high <laughs> not new moon full moon full moon full moon
1: Okay, talk a little bit about that because I did not sleep last night. Like, I think I got like six hours of sleep, and we know that I'm an eight hours to 12 hour hibernator. Oh, yeah. I also saw something, I thought I sent it to you on
0: Instagram. I think I just sent it to Aaron this morning. It was a little post that said, Before the invention of light bulbs, we slept 11 hours a night. Anyway. Okay, we can do some quick moon themes. Let me go back to my
1: little thing. Guys, if you're not on our Patreon, join because Meadow posts once a month the best journal Twice prompts. a month. I do new moon twice and full month. moon now. Look at me not knowing what's happening That's on fine. our Patreon. um, New moon and full moon journal prompts twice a month on there. So check out our Patreon. It's real it's fun. fun.
0: I'll give you a little hint to it. So, obviously, I'm obsessed with this full moon because it's called the wolf moon. And we all know I have a thing about wolves. And if you don't, it's because I was quite literally raised with two. By the time I was born, my parents had two. And my dad bought my childhood home because a coyote walked in front of it, sight unseen. There's like coyotes and wolves are big, but they howl to the moon, big motif. Anyway, so it's all about heightened emotions and intuitive states that can highlight things that still might be triggering us that we didn't realize. Or maybe that we're noticing in others what triggers them in relationships. There's big themes about vulnerability, insecurity, inner emotions you haven't dealt with coming to the surface. So it's helpful to take time to process these. A lot of my prompts were also about self care and like patterns. So noticing like mm. limiting beliefs or different environments you're put in or relationship patterns or. Where you need to reassess how you were nurturing and caring for yourself in the past and how it needs to look different moving forward with new needs in a new year. I can read some quick prompts.
1: Um, No, go to our Patreon or go to my Instagram. Sorry. I said, um, not because I was questioning you, but because I got like a weird alert on my computer that said I disconnected. That's why I said, oh, um, but I'm that's okay. Here. I still, I still stand by what I said. <laughs> okay, Great. <laughs> also, like if you join and the new moon or the full moon has already passed, still go back You're and still... look at them because those journal prompts are really applicable to like any time. I so. try to
0: make them pretty mental health focused. So if you don't even care about the new moon, it's just fun, different themes to kind of get your mental health, self work journaling going. Yeah. But if you do care about the new moon, it's in theme with whatever energetically is coming up right now. So it, it, it is applicable to any time it resonates with you. Love, hi Mahal. Love.
1: Oh, she did she wake up? up. Hi. Good morning. morning. Well, today we wanted to do just like a very large unpacking. I feel like we haven't done one of these in a while. Yeah, we're doing a lot of Q and A's because you guys ask really good questions really. and they're really fun. And sorry that we do them. Well, not sorry that we do them back to back because we really like them. And I think from the feedback, you guys really like them. So let us know if that's something we should be continuing. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Actually, please. But today we're unpacking. Yes, we are because we haven't really caught up. We like briefly caught up after the holidays, but like. No. We haven't sat down and done that at a therapy
0: sesh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. we need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm dying. About- no, I'm dying to know oh. yours because you know the context of mine, but I have some different lessons of illuminations that I want to share. But I don't even know the context of yours. You just, oh yeah, you like hinted it at me.
1: Yeah the the overall theme of my unpacking is. I just, I find it so interesting. And I'm sure so many people listening can hopefully relate and make me not feel alone. But it's so interesting to me that you could be at a stage in your life where one area of your life is so clear and the road is looking up and everything is just like flowing and nurturing and growing. And you feel like really clear and intentional. And then another area of your life at the same time could just be like so in the shitter. Uh-huh. We've talked about that, obviously, and, like, I know people talk about that a lot when it comes to, like, work-personal life balance, how, like, work is thriving and, like, personal life sucks and, like, vice versa. And th- and I've definitely experienced that, but what I'm experiencing right now is, like, my personal life is great and, like, work is great. It's interpersonal mm-hmm. stuff that has mm-hmm. been feeling really sticky and really mm-hmm. coming to the surface and it feels like it's, like, a pimple that, like, needs to yep. pop. Yep. I like had a good cry session and I like let it out.
0: You've been so much better about that recently.
1: Yeah. I'm really I, proud of you. Thank you. And it kind of all came to a head because I talked a little bit about it on Patreon more than I've like talked about it on the podcast, just mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it worries me. So like trigger warning, eating disorders, trigger warning. we're about to talk about bodies. It worries me to talk about stuff that I'm going through with my body online, not because I don't think that people will relate or not because I don't think that it could like potentially help someone or like I could, you know, feel Mm -hmm. supported as well, but Mm -hmm. more because like, I just, I never want anybody comparing their situation to Mm -hmm. mine Mm -hmm. because I know how dangerous and what a spiral comparison is. And you've been on that other side and you don't want to be the, you don't want to flip that. I'm still on the other side. You know what I mean? Like it happens all the time. So I just don't want to be the flip side of that, which is why if I'll say like I sat on the Patreon, like I had like taken pictures and then I was really upset with the pictures, but like I will never like refer to what pictures they were Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I don't want people to like go and like look and be like, Mm -hmm. but she looks great Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Because I've definitely done that. But like that said, like I, you know, had, I had a rough time like around food growing up. I think I downplayed it a lot because like, I know people who were like straight up hospitalized for EDs Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like so much more like quote unquote extreme than mine. So like I kind of like downplay it a lot, but Mm -hmm. it was real. I experienced it and it extended for a very long period of time that like it just took on different variations like you know mm-hmm. there was obviously like the like stereotypical like you just don't eat to the like mm-hmm. the st- then to that moved when I was in college to like I, that wasn't sustainable because I was drinking all the time so mm-hmm. like then that was it was like the extreme dieting the extreme exercise mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. obsession with like keto and like intermittent mm-hmm. fasting and like all this like juicing it's called and all the orthorexia bullshit. yeah yeah and then like I got off the pill and like whatever, this is a long recap for what's happening now. I'm just trying to give you guys like background because I've never talked about it on here, I don't think. I don't think so. But you know, then when I got off the pill, I started to gain a lot of weight and I like my body just started to change. But like I gained weight in a way that like made sense, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. it, my body, I, I started to feel like myself. My body like looked like the way that it was supposed to look. I felt so much more like a woman. Like I could just feel my body like moving and working and whatever. And that was one of the big reasons that I decided to get off the pill. Which is a whole other story, you know, then I've I've had like the best relationship with my body that I've ever had in my life. And I think that like saying that and saying, but like I still have moments where I'm like deeply upset about my body, it makes me feel like like incomplete in a way. Mm. And it makes me feel like I failed in a way. Mm. Like I I like like being able to be like, oh, like I'm in the best place that I've ever been, period. Not like I'm in the best place I've ever been, but that can also, and like it still includes me having these moments. Yep. Yep. And so I totally, totally. So, like, that's kind of where I've been. And like, it kind of all came to a head at the beginning of the week, just because I've kind of gotten into like the biggest slump that I've been in in a very long time when it comes to not being active or, you know, whatever. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, I love to cook. Like, food is a huge fucking part of my life. It brings me so much joy, but like, I eat well you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm eating shit all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want to adjust. And by well, I would
0: also like to caveat that doesn't mean super restricted. No, it just means like like whole well means normal, healthy, balanced, not restricting
1: yourself. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like we love butter, love butter, Kerrygold specifically. But I basically like it came to a head because I went to, I started going Mm -hmm. to hot Pilates again. And I was like, I'm going to commit to myself that I need to be moving my body. Minimum two to three times a week, mm-hmm. even if I'm just like stretching in the morning, because mm-hmm. I get so in my head and I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be so much. Like, I get so bogged down by it. So I've like made mm-hmm. this commitment to myself of like, we're gonna do it, even if it's just stretching. I started going to Pilates and I've been going to like this really hard teacher there who I like never used to go to. And I went to one of her classes mm-hmm. on Wednesday and it was so hard. And I was like able to keep up, but I was just like, I felt so defeated after the class, which is not normal for me. Like, I normally feel Mm -hmm. really empowered Mm -hmm. after working out because, like, endorphins, et cetera. But Mm -hmm. it put me in the worst mood. I was so depleted. I, like, Mm -hmm. hated what I looked like during the class. Like, I was so annoyed and frustrated Mm -hmm. and, like, staring Mm -hmm. at, like, a sea of, like, influencers that fucking go to this place. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was on the phone with Zoe and I was in such a bad mood and I was being so rude and I, like, was like, whatever, I got to go. Like, I hung up. And then I like started bawling when I hung up the phone, called him back Mm. crying and was like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I was short. I just like, I don't know what's going on. He like sat with Mm -hmm. me on the phone for like an hour and a half and we just like talked through it. And it really reminded me of the importance. Guys, I'm telling if you're like me and you hate crying and you hate feeling vulnerable, like do it. It's like rain. Mm -hmm. It's the same concept. Crying Mm -hmm. washes shit away and makes space Mm -hmm. for a Mm -hmm. clear, crisp new day. Like that's what it it does. does. And it's okay if right away, like you still feel like shit because this cry session was a cry session where I still felt like shit for like a good two hours Mm -hmm. after, Mm -hmm. maybe the rest of the afternoon. It it like exposed so much more depth to like a nuance to what I've been feeling with my body. And it also... Obviously made me really grateful not only to him for the way that he's able to support me, but grateful to myself that like I was even able to say those things out loud because I've like never been able to admit things that way. It's okay. Also, one last thing I'll say about it. Like, if you can relate to this, like I fucking feel you. One of the biggest things that was frustrating me was like I am, and I said to him on the phone, I was like, I don't know how to do this in a healthy way. I don't know how to Mm -hmm. want to say I want to lose weight and also not restrict. I don't want to diet. I don't want to like do those things. Mm -hmm. Like I've Mm -hmm. all I've wanted. And I remember being a teenager, like crying about it. Like all I've ever wanted is consistency. I've wanted to live a consistent stable life, especially when it comes in Mm. every fucking facet, which I'm sure like everyone can relate to, but particularly Mm. when it comes to my body, like I just want to be able to cook and eat foods that make me happy and bring joy, but like also be doing workouts that make me happy and walking and whatever. And just like, I'm a woman, my body's going to fluctuate. I'm fine with that. you know. But like, I just, I want the consistency and I felt like I've never been able to do it because I've always gone to extremes and that's not like, it's not sustainable. And so Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. expressing that to him and I was like, it's just frustrating for me. And I think one of the reasons I got so annoyed at Pilates was because I was like five years ago when I was A, younger and B, like more extreme, my body would like adapt really fast. And that just isn't the case anymore. I don't know how to Mm -hmm. do the slow burn. Like I don't know how to do like in a month you'll see results. Like I, my brain doesn't Mm -hmm. work that way with anything. The instant gratification bug has got you hard. Yeah. That's like also
0: why I'm always yelling at people to meditate and no one can ever commit to it because that's another example of something that would is in in no way instant gratification. I don't know. There's a lot of things that come to mind for me because I have different experiences, but the same feelings Mm -hmm. throughout my whole life until kind of the age you were. I'll say one thing that's like the harshest truth first. That was for me, not to say Mm -hmm. it's true for you or anyone else, but just what I found. I never reached consistency in my weight and my body till age 27, 28. Yeah. And that will monumentally change yeah. again, I'm sure. But this is the longest my body's ever been consistent the past like two, two and a half, three mm-hmm. years for the first time ever. Like that's something Aaron and I would connect over a lot where we would just go like mm-hmm. this just over and over. And how like, like you said, it's like ungrounding or like the, just the consistency and the wishy-washy mm-hmm. and it's always one way or another. that the, the un- unbalancing feels so unnerving in your body. I think- One of the things that helped me do that when I was also trying to learn to do this healthfully was reframe from what I want to look like to like go back to that consistency and less about I'm losing weight and more about how working on accepting who you Mm -hmm. are right now because it's still perfect Mm -hmm. and like unconditionally giving that to yourself and wanting to create a more consistent role in your life of health that empowers you and makes you feel good. Like when you can switch that perspective, which from people that had only looked at it this way since fucking yeah. preteens is the hardest no, fucking hard. thing in the world to do. But doing that switch is what ends up leading to what. That no, goal for sure, was. and
1: it it feels like a lie yes, at first, totally, like when totally. you talk to yourself that way. Yeah. And I did it. You're like I gaslighting was pulling into yourself. My garage. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was pulling into my garage like after that class. And I, out loud, I was like, fucking relax. Mm-hmm. Your body did what it needed to do. You showed up. Thank you. Yeah, thank like, you. Thank you for taking care of me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for getting me through that class. Mm-hmm. Thank you for keeping me safe. Mm-hmm. We fucking did it. Mm-hmm. We got out of bed and we went. Shut up. Even when it felt like shit, we showed up. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. It.
1: So like I'm trying. Yeah. And like I'm definitely doing that. And the trying is the, the reframe, hardest part. <laughs> the, but the reframe, Meadow is so right. Like that reframe is... Everything because it's the only thing that, like, is fucking keeping me going yeah, is like yeah. remembering the power that we have as women mm-hmm. in our bodies mm-hmm. and, and forget about just being women, like, anyone. Mm-hmm. The power that we have just being here in our bodies, like, these fucking meat suits carry mm-hmm. us through life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. And it's the least we can do is be nice to them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and thank them and take care of them. Mm -hmm. And so like that is what like keeps me going. And also the reminder that it's going to change again. Oh, keeps me going. That's the only thing that we know for sure. It will keep keep changing. changing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Let me tell you though, because I have someone that's, I, I, my heart feels you so fucking heavily and it is some of the shittiest feelings to deal with. It's
1: just shitty because I've always had weird issues with confidence in the sense of like, I'm a confident person, Mm -hmm. but I can also not have confidence in certain areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And to me, those things are like mutually exclusive, Mm -hmm. even though they're not. Mm -hmm. Whenever I admit something that I'm lacking confidence in, in that moment, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like butt naked on Instagram. Like it makes me feel like everybody now notices. Right. Or and that like your like, like people, fundamental identity as a confident person can't exist if you're also yes. still working on areas of confidence, which is like oh not not look true. at her, she's so insecure, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, because for me that becomes in my head really unattractive, particularly hmm. like when I'm in a. Re- I said it to him too. I was like, I hate crying about this to you because it makes me feel like I'm pointing things out to you. That's like it's like on un- now unattractive.
0: Oh God, it like
1: has gone so deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I hear it. I hear it.
0: But I experienced I it. that in yeah. my
1: last relationship.
0: Oh, and not just the last one. A couple of them, no?
1: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But like with the body stuff, like particularly the last one. And that last one was also at the time that
0: you were for the first time really loving and giving into your body while still working out and going to Pilates. But, like, mm-hmm. it was the beginning of this big acceptance up-leveling. It was when I got off the pill. And when you got off the pill. Like, that at the same time as being triggered by the one person that's supposed to, like, see you through it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, thank fucking God and, like, thank you to myself that I did the fucking work to be able to find mm-hmm. this man because, mm-hmm. like, the way in which... He shuts all those intrusive thoughts down immediately. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm fucking immediately yeah. and not even when I'm, like, crying about it. Yeah. Like, at all... All times times of the fucking day I'm acutely aware of the fact of how attracted he is to me and how much he like loves every part of me and whatever 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 etc which is to say if you're not if you're in a relationship side note that like your partner is not doing that for you whether or not words of affirmation are your love language because I I have a friend who fucking was it that told me this where they were like words of affirmation just like isn't my thing like someone told me that their partner said that to them Mm. and I was like they can suck my left nut like that is i don't (laughs) care
0: it might not be your way to receive love it doesn't mean that that's something you now don't participate in if that's your
1: partner's love language or how they like to receive love there's not one person i can guarantee you there's not one person on this planet that doesn't want to hear that they like are adored or like well think that they're beautiful you don't think maybe asexual okay yes yes you're correct sorry
0: not to say they don't want to feel beautiful but maybe they also just don't want to and like be feel that sexual attraction constantly i don't know i'm not asexual we'll have to circle back with that. But anyway, in general, I agree. It's hard, baby. It's so hard. I also think it's, it's quite literally the best time of the year to trigger you in that Mm -hmm. every single person on the internet, on TikTok, on whatever is like, I'm doing this Pilates challenge and this challenge and this, and I'm going to eat this and it's new year. Like that's, that's the entire rhetoric for the new year. And so I think it's, in the air to be surrounded by, to like show you all the ways for you to be like, fuck, I know I'm dealing with it. You know how we make the yeah. joke that the universe presents it to you till you learn the li- mm-hmm, Like mm-hmm. you're in the beautiful time for the universe to be like, oh yeah, remember that one thing? Like, yeah. let's just show you it until you fucking cry about it all the time. No, literally. So we're moving.
1: we're moving. We're moving. But the moral of the story, it's fine if one day you feel amazing about it and then the next day you feel like shit. It's normal. Because that's... Absolutely, the normal (laughs) healing
0: pattern. The only thing normal about healing is that there's no part of it that's linear ever. So fun. All right, Meadow tells me you're packing. (laughs) Do you feel? Do you feel supported though? Do we? Do we want to get anything else out? Do you feel like? No, I feel. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. Okay, cool. And you're still in the heat of things. You know what I mean? There's nothing that like. I think that's another thing that I really appreciate about. When you do share in real time, not just on Patreon, but on here too, is that when we bring up things, that's like, and that's what it is. And we're not solving it today. We don't need to solve it. It's not ours to solve. And like, this is who we are. Do you know what I mean? And moving on. Yeah. And that's so fucking valid. So thank you for even sharing with the public. Yeah. Tied in a bow.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Learn to move and grow on.
0: Exactly. I will consult my notes for how I want to share this because although Gabby knows the situation, speaking of interpersonal, it's like just a a family thing, a family trigger and the lessons that I'm grappling with in the aftermath of it. The context is still so new that I'd like to focus less on that and more on the lessons. So I'm going to consult my notes just to make me feel (laughs) grounded in what I'm trying to say and hold boundaries, you know, because I'm learning that. that. Okay, the main, there's like two main parts, I guess. One is... In the heat of the situation that then triggered me, I, in the aftermath, noticed that because when you're triggered, clearly so many emotions come up, I allowed those emotional states to change the way I perceived the interaction that was happening in a way mm-hmm. that was not true to feed more of my trigger and insecurity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think one of the reasons that was so helpful to unpack and like piece that apart was because Aaron was there, of course. And so him being able to kind of like just explain to me the way in which he saw what happened and for me to feel in my body pretty clearly, yeah, okay, let me just, that is my part versus that sounds right when you say it and I can see it that way Mm -hmm. looking back but in the moment and even in the beginning of the aftermath i was letting my big emotional states and triggers completely misperceive that scenario yeah. so i think it's a good lesson in let me harp again on why meditation and mindfulness is so cool because it it helps you create the space to not have your emotions misperceive the reality of what's going on because mm-hmm. like with your intrusive thoughts, like our narrative can come in and make us completely change the way we saw the workout. Yeah. When in reality, it, you showed up yeah. for yourself in it really differently. So I think that was a big thing that happened that it, 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 okay. I think one of the reasons why it was so interesting, which I grappled with sharing anyway, but it's because even in this whole scenario, it was stemmed from a place of my healing that had unforeseen consequences that did not match my intention and had to mm. had to force me to take more accountability in a new way that I didn't see coming, especially when it's attached to my personal healing and what's yes. best for me. And that's, that's gnarly. And that's a very new. good way to put that. Thank you. I really had to work on that one. <laughs> no, you did great. <laughs> Thank you, you so did much. great. But it's that is a new experience for me of like this new. I mean, it's not new, but it's new in the way of this new level of healing. This new, like we said, I think I said it like last October. Like I feel more whole in myself in a way that I haven't ever in my whole life. And that's super cool. And now I'm noticing kind of how you shared over the holidays too. Like we talk about in group chat all the time as well. When you do a lot of the healing, sometimes you feel more disconnected from your family members at first if they're Mm -hmm. not doing the same. Mm -hmm. And unforeseen circumstances whether they were your intention or not still requires big swallowings of accountability. Yeah. And like learning, learning what part, I don't know, just kind of like learning those new dynamics in this new healed version of yourself. And it just was something I hadn't experienced Mm -hmm. at this recent up level I've been feeling. And I was like,
1: Oh, it felt like it like Knocked the wind out of you,
0: huh? Yeah, yeah. Felt like I got the wind knocked out of me. Absolutely. That's that's the best way to say it. Let me see if I wrote anything down that I wanted to say about that. But that's that was pretty much it in a nutshell for me. Oh, okay. So I wanted to talk about the way in which I moved through that space. Mm-hmm. And one was meditation. But two was what was interesting is the way I experienced said trigger was super visceral. Okay. Totally in my body, couldn't sleep, heart pounding, anxiety all over my chest, like very shaky, flighty for a couple of days. I've said this before in terms of how I like to, I tell, I always tell people, if you haven't been here for a while, I always tell people to keep a list of coping strategies or self-care on your phone. And what I like to do for myself is to compartmentalize that list by the way in which I experience challenges or triggers. So sometimes they have to do with my mind. Sometimes they have to do with my physical space. Sometimes they have to do with my body. So because this trigger ended up being so visceral, I combated it with moving the trigger through my body by sending signals to my body. So basically, I I was telling my body that it was safe and it was loved and it was protected and it was okay by sending messages through my body. So I did a lot of yoga. I did, oh, that new app that I've been talking about, the open Oh, yeah. App. I saw somebody else I've talking been all about all over. Recently. uh recently. Uh, Wesley talked about it. Yeah, it talked Sophia Viorel talked about it. It's it been Sophia. kind of like, was it? It's been kind of around recently, but Wesley was the reason why I found it and remembered. And I've been using it now for a little bit, but I really like that they have, you know, it's funny, they have workouts, meditations, and breath work, but I've just been doing their meditation and breath work. I'm gonna download. And the breath work was really fun. Yeah, you have to try it. It has a 14-day free trial. So try it. The breath work has been a really cool way to physically calm myself down or activate myself and Mm -hmm. wake up. I will say for folks that are anxiety or stress prone maybe do the calming breathing and not the activating breathing because you might sometimes ask, oh, yeah. like the, the Wim Hof yeah. method can be really triggering yeah. for people. So not saying they're doing anything that intense. But anyway, I was sending messages through my body through breath work, meditation, yoga, and also those ASMR Reiki videos, oh, I love which I have another one we love so much. And um, I have another one that I don't think I've ever talked about on here, but a channel mm-hmm. specifically in case people are interested because I think our community does like them. Ecuador Live. I've never, if no one's seen Ecuador live, you've talked about limpia, the spiritual for cleaning. So they're basically like healers that kind of do that to different people. And they, they are always in like beautiful locations or by a stream or something. And it's just so, so calming and comforting to watch. And I just kind of imagine that they're doing it to my like physical energy field too, and feel spiritually cleansed in that way. So anyway, it was just, a good way to remind myself to combat my triggers and my challenges through the way in which my body or mind was sending them to Mm -hmm. me. And it was very helpful. And the accountability I'm still working through. So clearly I'm a little stumbling over my words a little bit because it was a newer dynamic. And I do want to like protect my own boundaries and people's boundaries to not
1: speak on the context. But
0: But it was interesting. I'll tell you that.
1: (laughs) I think you bring up a lot of good points that people can relate to. I mean, first of all, yes, you not intellectualized. You worded that very well. Oh, thank you. But yeah, you brought up a lot of good points that I feel like people can resonate to, especially people who are like actively healing and like working through things because it can be a really, and tell me if this is like not what you were saying at all and if I miss the mark completely, but like it's a really interesting fact when, or yeah, it is a fact when you're moving through change, but like the rest of the world is not and like the people around you are not. Mm -hmm. That's something that we learned to Hoffman.
0: Or are in different Mm -hmm. ways. Or are in different
1: ways. We grow apart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's interesting when like you have like moved through something and you feel like you've shifted and changed. And then like something that you did during that time of healing. Now I'm like trying to watch my words because I'm like, yeah. Right, right. (laughs) Something that you did during that time of healing, again, like you said, left an impact that like you were not A, aware of, or B, could see how it could be triggering for somebody else in their moment of healing exactly is a weird thing to grapple with and I just experienced Uh that right now like with someone too where like I had to like take accountability for something that I didn't really feel like taking accountability for because I like didn't really identify I was like I don't agree but like clearly this person was upset about it so I was just like right like sure I'm sorry like (laughs) sure yeah but and that's something that we talked about too of like the accountability end of it of like when to say you're sorry Mm -hmm. you know like how much is your responsibility for impacting someone
0: else's feelings and what's the difference between that and someone making meaning behind a boundary or something whatever it is that isn't your
1: responsibility? Like because- it's to me it's like the difference of like you know when people get really frustrated when they're like receiving an apology but it's not an actual apology where they're like well yes. I'm sorry that you feel that way instead of saying yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. sorry I did XYZ right. that made you uh-huh. feel or like yes. that caused you to feel whatever. Yeah. But I've definitely yeah. been in situations where I'm like, no, I'm just fucking sorry. You feel that way because I, I'm, I'm not going to take accountability for like, cause I don't something feel like that's I not did my something wrong. Right. Right. And then when do we have to
0: like check in, like me immediately calling Gabby, like when do we have to check in with our circle around us to be like, is that my responsibility? Am I not taking accountability? Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to be kinder or is this something where like, am I being, am, am I falling back into old patterns? It's, it's complicated. It is it is truly complicated.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting one. But that said, I think you moved through it with a lot of grace. Thank you. You didn't. You weren't reactive. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that you did this without even saying it. Sometimes, like you said, and this isn't to like talk down to anybody else on their healing journey whatsoever. So please, this is not how I'm like meaning this to be received. Sometimes it's just not worth it. To like even have certain conversations because you know it's not going to hit
0: totally. and it's not going
1: to resonate totally and it will just be perceived like they're not either ready to receive that information totally or you're not even trying to change their mind yeah. so like what's the point of like expending your energy in that way yep 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 but especially you did that. when thank you, you know, so much you were just like it's not yeah I'm gonna yeah uh-huh. you
0: know, especially my because battles. it was looking back at my journal for the past year and a half, like quite literally like my deepest core wound that my consciousness identifies at this point in time. Yeah, that was the root of it. I knew so much of it had to be how I was perceiving that, and that bringing up emotions in me speaking of the moon, thinking that I had healed a good part of it because i I had worked through at least this is so us. I have worked through at least intellectually how to reframe that, and I'm still mm-hmm. learning how to embed that into like my body and identity and beliefs fundamentally Ugh, so hard to do, so hard, so I'm like in the midst of that transition, and I kind of thought I was like over here and then I got presented with that, and I like you with the body, and I was like, Oh fucking hell like. And there's still work to do. That's it. That's it for both of us. And there's still more. Yeah, period. (laughs) That's the theme of
1: today. (laughs) Great. That's it. We're never recording another episode because that's the end of it. Harsh segue.
0: Let's totally okay. change the vibe. I saw this Substack article a couple weeks ago, and I've have it okay. saved on my phone to bring up because I think it's super interesting and I wanted to Ooh, share it. With okay, you. let's hear it. I want to get your take on it. The general concept. So it's by, I saw it originally on Instagram, and then I read the Substack, and it's by the account called Woke Scientist, which brings up cool points sometimes. And once again, if you're new here, it's not to say we agree with every single thing they say. It's not to think that we think things are right or wrong. I, the internet is nuanced and I think they make very interesting points that we'd like to discuss. Caveat aside, the whole thing was about how we've been taught to separate our personal life from our work life or school life or, Mm -hmm. you know, professional life to be the model employee or the model student and like leave the personal self at the door. You know how mm-hmm. we throw that so often? And it was basically posing the question of like, how damaging is that actually to who we are and who our identity is? Do we want or do we know what we want outside of this model that becomes represented to us over and over and over again? And does it disassociate us from ourselves and our community and connection to like nature and the ecosystem and everything that we really want for ourselves by having to constantly check it at the door to fit the mold of what we're being told is the model by someone else? And they just had a lot of really cool prompts. So I think to take it a little further, something like think about who you are at work or school or within any institutional environment and what it takes for you to transform into that person. How do you shift in your body language, your emotions, your thoughts, your relational Mm -hmm. interactions, like your interactions in general? And I thought that was a really interesting question to pose. Like, is it damaging? And in what ways for us to like compartmentalize and check that at the door when conforming to... Whatever we're told is the model way to
1: act in institutionalized scenarios, from childhood through adulthood. My response, my initial gut reaction, is so harsh, and it's so say it probably like my conditioning. I who wrote it? Woke scientists. That that. Oh right, woke scientists. Are they? How old are they? Do you know? No clue. I I can try to look. Just no, it's it's fine. Okay, because I don't want to categorize them. I just I I think. I think it's an interesting article and I think it's an interesting exercise to do because I think that the key to it is self awareness Uh and having like a good grip on who you are as a person. Because I think the danger of that, of conforming into every situation and checking yourself at the door, is losing your identity. Totally. Obviously, we don't want that. So I think it's just about having a very secure sense of self
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and working through the root of that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and noticing that's, I think that's a great exercise, like noticing like, How do I shift? How does that make me feel? Mm -hmm. Ooh, do I like that part of myself? Ooh, do I not like that part of myself? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's super valuable. And I think a really interesting exercise that, like, I definitely want to participate in and already have a million things running through my brain. The harsh part of it that my brain immediately went to is like, I think that people are so sensitive about and anti establishment. Yeah. About how, like, everything in the fucking world impacts them. And, like, sorry, but, like, you live in this world. Like, I think it's the Mm -hmm. same. Like, I feel this way when people are, like, so anti-institution, so anti-establishment. Like, listen, I am with you that we got to tear a lot of this shit down. Totally. Right? Burn it. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, we are – and by we, I mean, like, people who are activists, people who are, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in government that are actually doing good things. Like, Mm -hmm. the younger generation, like, whatever. We, as a collective, are hopefully moving the needle in a positive direction. But, Mm -hmm. like, the current reality that you're in right now is that you live in it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, like, unless you're going to, like, we were – Zoe and I were just having this fucking conversation last night. Unless you're going to, like, go offline and, like, go off-grid and, like, live in the middle of nowhere, like, you're going to have to be in situations where whether you're at work or whether you're at school that, like, the way that you conduct yourself Mm -hmm. needs to be in some sort of accordance. That is not to say that your identity needs to be checked at the door completely Mm -hmm. because that's what makes you special. It's what makes you unique. That brings your talents to the table at work, at school, at whatever. But like having, it's like how I feel about the same thing of like how people just like don't want to work. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I, like, okay, hold on. Okay, Tangent. Kim K. <laughs> no, Sorry. I was literally about to say no, that. I know you were. <laughs> okay. I, Kim, this did an interview with Angie Martinez, who I'm, I'm obsessed with Angie Martinez. Angie basically was like, I don't understand why people were so mad at you when you said mm. that. Kim's response, I appreciated because like, I don't agree with what she said. I'm just putting this out there right, now. Right, right, right. She basically right. was like, explained that like, essentially she had, was going through a hiring process at Skims and basically mm-hmm. everybody that she was interviewing had like 75 caveats that they gave when they were like offered the position or when they were being interviewed to be like, yeah, but I'm only going to work three days a week and I'm only going to do this and I'm, I need these days mm-hmm. off and I need these hours off. And she was just like frustrated because that's mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. frustrating. And she was like, but I understand, that, like, we just went through a giant fucking pandemic that we're obviously Mm -hmm. still in the repercussions of. And like, there were so many people who wanted to work but couldn't. And Mm -hmm. like, I understand how it was such a flippant statement. She was like, I was speaking from a frustration I was currently going through. So like, Uh I do not agree with what she's saying, but the baseline of it, of like, if all of that nuance was contributed to the narrative. I do agree with, like, I think that we are like living in this time where everyone wants everything exactly how they want it. And like, there's no wiggle room for like authority. There's no wiggle room for like basic structure. And you know, it's an interesting thought experiment
0: is how would that be conducive to your growth as a human being? If the world was tailored to exactly, to never trigger you, to never bring things up, to always have like smooth communication. You'd be in a giant echo chamber. There, there would quite literally be no human evolution and no growth
1: of our consciousness. Yeah, that's an, thank None. you. For, that's an incredible point. Yeah. So Do like you, that was my initial reaction when I heard it because I was like, yeah. it is so valuable, but I also think that I'm so, like, I'm sorry. Like, I think people are just so- Totally, totally. Like, and this is not me saying anything about people whose identities are like threatened on a daily basis. Completely different situation. Absolutely. Okay? So yeah. like, get that out of the way. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I think it's like-
0: and I will. And I also like what you said about it. If you can learn how to engage in this society, not reject community to still be a part of something, even though you don't agree with every side of it, tailor yourself to be open and compassionate and maybe professional if you want to throw that word in there, but still take pieces of your identity to the mm-hmm. table and have a fundamental understanding of who you are as a whole, knowing that very few other people are going to see that anyway no matter mm-hmm. where you are, you know what I mean? Besides close friends or partners or whatever, like that—that that is your responsibility as a contributing human in this society to do the work, to know who you are, understand that difference, remove yourself from a situation that it maybe gets to that harm level and also like contribute to situations that don't. Because I mean, you and I are very much like make change
1: from within. Yeah, but also like you just brought up a good point of like, it's the point of access. Like, I don't think it's yeah. healthy. And if it works for you, it works for, for everyone, you. But access. like- And I would love to have a conversation with somebody who gives full access to like of themselves to people. And I'm saying like, I'm not saying like, oh, you're a social media influencer and like you get, or you're a freaking reality show. Like, I mean someone that gives their actual full access to everybody and is not fucking depleted. Like, I'd love to talk to that person because like I'm, they're an anomaly.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's like, I think it goes, it just, it's about access. I think that there's something so special and so sacred about protecting yourself and like Another conversation I was literally having last night before bed, we were saying, I was like, I, like, I've been thinking about other things that I want to do when it comes to like Mm, using my mm. voice and stuff. And I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable giving more access than I already do. I have a fucking podcast that I sit here and talk about my mental health. And we talk about these two things are happening to us
0: recently. Like we
1: really, we really rip it off and show like you know, as much as we're comfortable with. Exactly. I have an Instagram page that like I share a good amount on. Yeah. I write articles about things that are, like, deeply personal to my identity. Yeah. Like, I, it's a bait, lot. Like, you, what? Do you want to, like, see me fucking, like, take a shit? Like, yeah. I don't understand what other access. Right. And I'm not comfortable giving more. Right. But that doesn't mean that there still is an access, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, like, just that conversation, too, of, like, people understanding, like, thinking about the flip side of it of, like, would it – because maybe the answer is no, you wouldn't be, but chew on it. Would you be exhausted? And would you feel – like your commodity mm-hmm. that is yourself is depleted if you didn't check your a little bit of your identity at the door. And everyone had access to your whole complete self at yeah. every time, every interaction. Yeah. yeah like I sometimes imagine. walls are protective for a reason mm-hmm. and walls are not always bad.
0: Mhm, mhm, mhm.
1: It's about having the self-awareness and the compassion and
0: also I think a good word is curiosity to mm-hmm. view yourself from that detached perspective to understand
1: when those are helpful and when those are hurtful. Another tangent. Do you yeah. know what I realize we never talked about on here? What? The fact that you just got fucking engaged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. I'm like meta, What are you
1: unpacking? She's like, oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> ring on her well, finger the whole time. <laughs> this is like the
0: easiest. That's like every time someone asks Aaron, like, "Oh my god, were you nervous?" He's like, "It's literally the easiest question I've ever asked." Like, we've been an old married couple for five years.
1: Okay, wait. I don't. You don't have to share, but you have not shared with me the details of the day. You told me what happened. You were the first text like, I sent. No, I you told me what happened. I just want to feel like I was there. Like you you told me what happened. Oh, we can do that. I'm not doing that on here, but we can do that when we hang up. Okay. I want to like know what he said.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I also kind of like don't remember. Okay. We'll talk about it. I'm not doing that on here. I didn't even make a big announcement. I knew the whole time that you were always going to get married and I would never make an announcement because my relationship, is not up for public consumption. Speaking of boundaries and people not having access to me, like never wanted to do that. Probably will not post any sort of whatever wedding that we do. Maybe though, just because I I've had guess my you're, outfit. You're for you going a couple, to. I've had my outfit for a couple of years. It's all about the outfit for me.
1: Because you're not like your relationship is not up for public consumption, but like you post. Aaron. But my joy is you yeah, tag yeah, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, of like, course.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm engaged. Here's uh, uh, a. <laughs> <I, laughs> anyway, yeah. It's my mom's wedding ring. Which is fun it's because beautiful. my best friend, Becky, said uh, it's like your dad and Aaron picked it out together. And if people don't know, my dad oh is
1: dead. God, isn't that, that's so fucking sweet, Becky. is that the cutest thing in the entire <gasps> world? Um,
0: I was oh. going to actually make an Instagram caption about it today. So this is the most I'll speak to it was, let me just tell you, if you know you have your person, like you got him on lock, you're from like, you know, mm-hmm. we've we've shared my, my mute cue. Like we mm-hmm. knew from the start waiting this long was so much fucking fun. Because we've been an old married couple for five years now. So Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden something that to us, which I will describe to you in detail, felt so normal and like just like a normal Mm -hmm. cop so us and was nothing different to watch everyone else in the world react like we have now done this new commitment of our love to each other and ourselves in a way that we're like bitch we've been doing this the whole time it is so much fun to see other people react in that way because it just makes those like everlasting butterflies flutter more again
1: I mean I literally said that to Zoe by the way I like turned to him and I was like I keep forgetting Meadows engaged because I feel like she's been engaged this whole time like I feel like I was like I feel like nothing's changed exactly nothing has changed because except the, for the
0: fact that like now other people in an institution is going to make a big deal out of it. But if that gives us an excuse to like party and flirt and go on more yeah. dates and have excuses to buy outfits, like that is our favorite thing in the world. And yeah. it just is like, if you're going to be with someone for the rest of your life, having excuses and little check it, like <laughs> we were talking about it the other day when our friend was over and Aaron was like, yeah, dude, like, My fucking grandparents, like, redid their vows or whatever when they were 70. He's like, you can bet every fucking decade we're doing that shit. And I was like, imagine (laughs) that, like, every 10 years, like, because we were probably going to elope every 10 years, we just throw a new wedding that gets, like, grander and grander and great. So it's like, the more time goes on and no one gives a fuck because you've been to seven of our weddings, it's like, becomes like an Indian wedding where it's a week long and there's tasks and things to do. Like, I was like, that is hilarious. You know what I mean? That's so fucking. Have you been a part of an Indian wedding? There are no. Tasks. I haven't. There
1: They're are tasks. so beautiful.
0: They hid the shoes, and I had to go find them, and they were in their fucking hotel room. Like, how was I supposed to get access to that? Anyway, yeah, it was the best thing we ever did. We're obviously in love, and now people are like acting like it's different, and it's never been different. We've been this committed to each other the whole time, but we're but insane. like how
1: fun? You're getting gifts. I'm getting gifts. That <laughs>
0: day, yesterday,
1: that can, oh, I want to. show You were it. in such fear.
0: I was like, how the fuck? Did this person have my address and my initials? I've never heard of this. What's going on? There's no note. I was freaking out. It's from my best friend Rosie. I want to yeah. show it, but I'm attached. I can't. It's Hold fine. On. It's fine. We'll post Look a picture. Look at my Instagram. I'll post a picture. Go, go on. It's a little cake birthday candle, and it literally says M M Heart A B. And no, it smells like so vanilla cute. birthday cake. Made my whole house smell. And I'm not Aaron has already oh, refused. You I'm never allowed to burn this for the rest of our lives. Aaron had already sent me a text about it the second he saw the picture. Why? Because oh, he, it's he so refuses cute. To, he's a collector. He, no, I mean, everything there's candles that you don't burn. Condition. Yeah, exactly. And I the said but for the feng shui, I have to burn the wick and blow it out immediately. But the wick can't be new. It has to at least have a burn mark. Yeah, like you that's did that f- to the candles in my apartment. Has to. Yeah. I did do that to the candles in your apartment. I forgot. Anyway, I'm engaged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kills me.
0: Uh, All right. Good note to end on, baby.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see oh! you next week. And you what? know what's
0: cute about that? Isn't what's coming out... Right before this one, our relationship episode? hmm. That's kind of
1: cute. Fun for us. J'adore. J'adore. All right. See you next week. Enjoy our outro from Aaron, <laughs> Meadow's fiance. fiance!
0: Ah!
1: Love you. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck, don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. There you go. Thanks, AB. Gotcha.